Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Tuesday opening day at Principal Park. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, here this morning. Here's what you're going to hear on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. Yes, it is opening day. The Iowa Cubs will begin their home portion of the uh, schedule. They got underway last week in Buffalo. Uh, we will uh, speak with uh, Randy Wehofer from the Iowa Cubs. Of course, new management down there, new roster coming in. Uh, some guys that uh, perhaps you Cubs fans have been waiting to see. What changes, if any, will uh, the... We we'll have to call them patrons. That was ended Sunday. Well, the fans see when they make their way uh, into uh, Principal Park throughout the season. Uh, if you've listened to the show, you've uh, heard us talking about uh, Your Vision Iowa and what they do. Uh, Mike Hammond's going to be here just to, just for a couple of minutes to talk about the tax deadline is, what's today? It's Friday. Yeah. Now, with it Friday, do they extend it over the weekend? Well, regardless if they do or they don't, it's upon us. Yes, absolutely. You're, we're inside a week. Mm-hmm. And if you're like us and you're a little behind, uh-huh. you want to get an fi- extension extension filed, uh-huh. well, Mike can help you out with that. And I'm going to ask him on the air to do that for me today because I forgot to send him an email yesterday. Although he, I'm assuming, he already has. I'm assuming he yeah, I talked to Mike yesterday. <laughs> he, he helped us both out. We're both already extended. Good stuff. So, and that's what you get. When you work with somebody local. Yeah, absolutely. That's not at a pop-up shop. Nope. It's going to disappear. Going to be there when you're ready. Yes. Because I like to do my taxes in September. Yes. So, Push it back as much as possible. Absolutely. Because we pay, pay a, a little price. differently. It, yes, we do. So anyway, so um, Mike Hammond from Your Vision Iowa in the countdown to uh, April the 15th. Hour number two, Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com, going to go over the first week of baseball, as I'm sure we will do through in the opening segment here today. Disappointed that the Cardinals were rained out yesterday. Thought I'd get a good look at them. I'm assuming it was rain. Was it rain? It was weather. I anticipate the same. I guess yeah, I didn't right? see exactly what it was. but I don't think it's snow, although there is a huge snow event. Not coming here, thankfully, but okay. to the north of us. Uh, north Dakota, Winnipeg. Is about to get three feet of snow. What? Three feet. It's April 12th. They're not getting three feet of snow. I get it. Trent, they could get five in some places. Can you imagine? You lived in that place. I have no idea. I didn't know any better. For a couple of decades. Uh, Three. (laughs) Jeez. Yep. Um... But uh, yeah, so but I don't know what the weather situation was in St. Louis. So I watched the uh, Royals yesterday afternoon. That's a scrappy team. I like this Royals team. They're they're going to be fun to watch. Not they're, look, they're going to flirt with 500. I think that would be a successful year. The Guardians are kind of in the same boat mm-hmm. with them, right? Uh, the Twins won last night. That was a good win. So we'll talk to Matt Snyder about baseball. By the way, Aaron Judge was booed last night at Yankee Stadium. Did the season's not a week old? Why is why did Aaron Judge turn that down? And did you hear how far apart they were on the contract? I didn't talk? hear how far. I know he turned it down. He they were offered what two? They offered him two hundred and thirty million dollars. It was about twenty five million a year. Is about what uh-huh. they offered him. He wanted to be north of Mike Trout. Did at this early in his career? He wanted to be thirty six plus. Trent, he's always hurt, right? And so he said, "All right, I'm going to walk." Yeah. 
Does that make sense for a guy that has been injured that much? Well, that's just it. He's, he's betting on himself, I guess. And for that reason, you got to you know, tip your cap to him. But that's a gamble. It's a huge, that's huge gamble. A, I mean, yeah. We, we've seen guys that have... I mean, a perfect example, Scottie Pippen, mm-hmm. right? When he took that low ball contract and, and Krause said, you're making a mistake, I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to come back with your hand out. And if you do, you're sorry. Because he wanted guaranteed money. He wanted guaranteed money. He wanted to know that regardless of how this goes, he's going to have this in the bank. And we've seen some players do that. Um, you know, depending on everybody's circumstances, everybody for the most part's different, right? You take the money now. I don't know what judge didn't need it. He's still, he's still going to get paid. He's right. making buku bucks compared to 99.9% of the folks. Well, no, 100% of our listeners. <laughs> right. They're driving trucks. They're in their car right uh-huh. now. Um so, yeah, we don't understand it. They, they they breathe different air. But, yes, it's a risk. But they booed him last night at, at Yankee Stadium. And yeah, By the way, your draft pick in your fantasy league, mm-hmm. Manoa. Stud. This kid is legit. I watched a little bit of that last night. He is so good. Oh, he's a big dude, too. Yes. He's a portly. Your Blue Jays. Man, they are talented. They're, they're going to be fun to watch. Judge, uh, you mentioned Young. How old do you think he is? 25. 29. Is he that old? He will turn... Come on. He will turn 30 on April 26th. We're not talking about a guy coming into his peak, 27, which is always kind of talking oh, about. Oh, then I think this is a bigger what mistake. Is, and, and, yeah. Looking at that, because he said that, I'm like, Man, how old is he? He's going to be 30 then when he is a free agent. Right. And we know baseball anymore. They're not giving out these contracts, oh. certainly for position players, no. with an injury history like him. No. And he goes out there and he thinks he's going to get $36 million a I year? I thought he was 24, 25. And this would get him to his early 30s. He'd no. have one more big payday. Wow. Well, this is a mistake. Well, we'll see how it turns out. On the surface, it sure seems um, like it is. My gosh. Well, it sounds as though, it looks as though, and Randy Wayhofer is going to join us here in about 15, 20 minutes. It's going to be iffy <laughs> if the... I-Cubs are able to begin their home portion of the schedule today. The rain's supposed to start at noon, and it's supposed to just pick up, and the winds, it's supposed to be nasty. I mean, no snow. You don't have to shovel rain. I get it. That's the, got that thing going for you. <laughs> but um, I, not not good. Not, it's disappointing, right? You wait all for, there for this, mm. the new ownership. I'm anxious to see if there's any changes, because Gartner and Burnaby... Uh, and, and I know Sam is still with the team. He stuck around at least for a while. Uh, they kept all of the staff. Um, I, I've heard seamless thrown around when it comes to this. I hope it is. I hope it is because, um, look, when Michael Gartner went out, he did one of the – well, two two things that just blew me away. When the pandemic hit and there's no baseball mm-hmm. – and I get every business is different. And if you could, I'm assuming our, our buddy at the chick, David the Chicken Coop, yeah. he paid all his employees. He did. Right? So did Michael Gartner with the Iowa Cubs mm-hmm. when they didn't play baseball. They sell the team. He gets the, the profits. I don't know what they were. But divided it up amongst his employees. That's incredible. It really is. It's unthinkable and in today's environment. Isn't it? I mean, big big guys at the top of the ladder, mm-hmm. they, 
you know, they, they take the, the big bonuses and it doesn't trickle down to the employees. Well, Never. in this case, it did. Mm-hmm. And it did so based on, you know, how, your seniority with the team. But everybody got a little piece of these profits. He was great for the uh, he was great for the city. Uh, I mean, it sounds like he's dead. He's not dead. Yeah, he's still with us. <laughs> right. He's and still it, got the bow tie. He's still good to go. And apparently he's going to be uh, sitting in his seats at Principal Park. Oh, but great. that was uh, that was a classy effort. There are some guys you're anxious to see. You know, if you're a Cubs fan, mm-hmm. you want to see Davis. You want to see uh, Killian, who came over from the Giants in the Chris Bryant trade. He's a pitcher. And I guess he's got a, uh, I don't know if he's fast-tracking, but he certainly looks though he's got a major league future. The good news is watching the um, watching the Chicago Cubs this weekend as I was, and I don't know what game it was, but one of them brought it up that all the well, it must have been Sunday that the pitchers you've seen all weekend, other than Stroman, are all homegrown, or the majority are homegrown. That's right, and yeah. you remember when that was a major problem, mm-hmm. and that's something that they tried to do kind of mm-hmm. after the initial surge of all the offensive guys. Is that's one that they talked about for sustainability. We got to right. develop young pitching and. They're trying. Uh huh. Now, now Hendricks was brought over in a trade. Maybe it was Saturday's box score or something okay. for Steel and everybody. But mm-hmm. point being, they are developing pitchers. It was you know for a time it was you know the the the, the who's who of, of your Cubs team, right? But there was never that pitcher that was able to. Is it going to be Alzale? He's going to be the first one that's that's developed in in air quote our system that makes it to the show. So uh, that's turned around. So uh, looking forward to seeing those two guys, Randy Wayho for coming up uh, at at ten thirty. You mentioned Brennan Davis. Yep. How long is he here? If I mean, is well, this something where by May we could see I don't Davis know. up there? I, is he going to force his way out of here right. and onto that team? I mean, if he's he's hitting three seventy five and right. he's got mm-hmm. you know, eight home runs mm-hmm. through the first month, mm-hmm. then the decision becomes pretty easy. But if he's just fine. It's too bad um, that they have to pay Hayward for two more years because that's a roster spot. And this yeah. kid's an outfielder. And Suzuki's come in and he's been fantastic. Yes, he has. He's been really, really good uh, to start his major league career. Um I thought I saw Birchie wrote when or you know he does those questions on Twitter. Yeah. And I thought that somebody asked him that question, or I read it in one of his pieces. He thinks he's going to be here most of the year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at some point, maybe in you know in the dog days, August, July, late July, maybe around the trade deadline, mm-hmm. uh, he'll move up. But um, he's he's one of these guys that uh, he'll be here and still just twenty two. That's just it, right? Yeah. At some point, you're going to be seeing in the major leagues. And then Matt Snyder will be here at eleven oh five, and Kenny White's going to join us at eleven thirty for a number of reasons. A, the NBA, the play-in round starts tonight. And, look, we're not going to try and fool our audience by our depth of NBA knowledge. We follow it from a cursory glance almost. Except for one team. The T-Wolves, right. Yes. And we, I watch a lot of them. You watch a lot of them. Mm-hmm. A, because we can get them. Right. Because I'm helps. not paying for this. Even though we can write it off, I'm just going to draw a line somewhere. Well, you got Sunday ticket. Right. You got the baseball package. You got the baseball You package. got the hockey package. I've got, all the, I got the hockey package. I've got all the Bally's channels. So... My yeah, bill's three hundred bucks a month. Three hundred bucks a month. Ooh, I thought one seventy five was bad. No, it is. Do you got <laughs> three hundred worse? Do you have movie channels? I got them all. Why do you got movie channels? Uh, for case, well, that's my wife asked that too. In case there's because uh, I watch um, real. What's the what, what's the the real time real sports real sports real sports with Brian Gumble, yeah, right. And maybe periodically we'll get a talker out of something that comes up on that show. Yeah. Um, but I watch I watch billions on Showtime. That watch oh, okay. that season ended so, yesterday. So that's a necessity. That's absolutely a necessity because if we talk about it on the air, ka-ching, that goes in the write-off pile. <laughs> 
So I think that just uh, I think we just checked that box because we just talked about billions. But you still up. haven't watched Winning Time on HBO. I haven't. Yeah, you know, this is right up your alley. It really is. Huh? You would enjoy. I it's, mean, it's not hokey. I mean, is yes, it, it mm-hmm. is, and it's still entertaining. Mm-hmm. I can't believe this is. Seventy nine eighty. This is the turn. It's yeah. magic showing up. Yeah. This is your. I mean, you probably had big collars. I'm sure you're <laughs> at the discotheque. Leisure suit, platform <laughs> shoes. <laughs> and I can't believe you're not into how much fun we had watching that Mets documentary. Oh God, and going so back good. to the '80s so in New York good. City. This is say you would, but it, but the Mets was real footage. It was. This is. These yeah. are actors. Yeah, you got Riley playing uh-huh. Dr. Buss. Now, I heard it's really well acted. Yes. I've heard that. I've the, seen guy, that. the guy that plays Magic is incredible. Uh-huh. The Kareem guy, I think, is really good. Mm-hmm. The acting, it's a little hokey, it's a little goofy, but it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe you haven't got into this. This is, well, we're getting to the time now, right? Yep. Yep. Where now it's time we can start to dabble a little bit more away from sports. And right. We don't got two college, college basketball teams, or really four, that we work, watch yep. over the course. We got baseball, but mm-hmm. this is the time. Get into it. I think you're really going to enjoy it. So if I do that, that's going to come at the expense of the USFL if it starts this week. Trent, I honestly, when this these um, type of leagues, what mm-hmm. do we want to call them? Jokes. Well, yeah, that's that that fits. When another league tries to get a footing in football, I'm all in. When he hate me came out. Um, when that when that was a thing, I, I know what it was. I mean, I'm, I'm get, I was working with Bob Dyer. We're mm-hmm. at the Jock, so it had to be 2001, 2002. Sounds about right. Somewhere in that time period, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. I was all in. And I watched one game, and I had enough. And the last uh, time before, uh, the last time we tried one of these, it was right before the pandemic, wasn't the it? The Yes. The Alliance of American Football. Yes. Every time one of these leagues, startup leagues, tries to make a dent, or not make a dent, he'll never make a dent in the fall, but tries to uh, get football-crazed fans to come over and check out their product in a non-football type season, I'm thinking this is the year I'm going to get into it. I'm going to adopt the team. I know a couple of guys on this roster. I recognize them. All right, I'm all in. And it never happens. Mm -hmm. Usually I get to halftime. I'm not even going to turn the television on. I'm the same way. I can't get into it. It's bad football. There's just not. It, it, there's no, nothing that grabs me. The only thing I like about some of these leagues is it's not the play on the field; it's the fact that they're willing or they're a petri dish for some new rules. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of there's no minor leagues in football, right? When, when baseball a rule comes, it's it's in the minor leagues and it works its way up to the majors before you see it. The sky cam that you see in football? It started, right. It started in the absolutely. XFL. It did. It, and it absolutely And did. it's an improvement yep. now for the viewer. Without a doubt. Of having those yep. cool angles that we get from that. Yep. Now, the fumble drill at the beginning of the game. That was stupid. I loved it. I, I wish that was the way. Do you? It was actually competition. It's not a coin flip. Yeah, but the concussion thing will never yeah, happen again. That's no, true. I know. Yeah. I mean, it'll never happen again. Right. The safety. Because what, a guy like tore up his shoulder, I think, on one of the first ones. Probably. And that's where they're like, okay, I guess we can't do this. Mm-hmm. Guy's career was over going <laughs> for a fumble <laughs> right. on a fumble drill. Yeah, for 500 bucks. Right, exactly. And that's the way it played out. 2001, by the way, was the yep. launch yep. of the XFL. He hate me. Played for Philadelphia, I think. Yeah, he did. I think he did. Uh, anyways. Carolina for a little bit, too. Is that where he was? Yep. Um, I, if you're into it, teach your own. Now, you can gamble in the state of Iowa, so what does that mean? I'm assuming you can. I guess I never looked at my app on that. By the way, real quick story on the app last mm-hmm. night. We tell you to shop around all the time. Full yep. disclosure. Um, 
I said, I, I, I think that the Canadian team's got a chance to win the Stanley Cup, and mm-hmm. I'd already bet Calgary, so I wanted to get a little bit money down on Toronto. Okay. DraftKings, 9-1. to one. Circa, 9.75 to 1. Mm-hmm. Bet Rivers, 10.5 to 1. Where do you bet? The one with the best odds. The one with the best odds. They're all Wild Rose under the Wild Rose umbrella. We talk about them all. We speak on behalf of uh, DraftKings. We play in the Bet Rivers contest, and Circa is our number one sponsor here on our program. But as they would say the same thing to mm-hmm. you, I would hope, I know the folks at Circa would, if you can get a better price, take it. Yep. Because that's what it's all about. And, um, you know, shop, shop around for the best price. So I'm assuming you could bet the USFL is where I was going. I'm looking here, and yes, we do have USFL odds up right now. Game lines. Here we go. Saturday, the Generals of New Jersey take on the Stallions of, just as Burr, I'm going to guess Birmingham? Got to be. Yeah, Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, the Stallions are laying three at home. Are they? Yeah. The Gamblers of Houston. They head uh, <laughs> over to Michigan to take on the Panthers. Three is the number there. And Shea Patterson, your signal caller, former really? Michigan quarterback Shea Patterson. So here's the quarterbacks in the league. Uh, Paxton Lynch is also on uh, on uh, You on know Michigan. him well. Well, I've got the cheat sheet in front of me, Trent. Uh-huh. This, isn't, <laughs> this is not uh, Jordan Tiamu, who's... Was really good in St. Louis before the league shut down and got a cup of coffee at one team, or at least he was on a roster. The old Miss guy? Is that where is he that played? Where he played? Yeah, I'm I not think even so. sure. Kyle Slaughter, who Kyle was Slaughter. a who tried out for the Broncos, I thought was going to make the team, then found, wound up in Minnesota, mm-hmm. northern Colorado kid. Remember Zach Mettenberger, who won a national championship oh, yeah. at LSU? LSU? Sure. He's a Philadelphia star, Trent Condon. They're all getting two and a half on are the road they? at the Breakers, yeah. All right. All these lines, very tight. Three, uh, a four, a couple of two and a half. That's what you're finding this weekend. Mike Riley is coaching in the league. Mike Riley, Nebraska, Nebraska Mike Riley? Nebraska, Winnipeg Blue Bomber, Washington. Where was he? Oregon State? Oregon yes. State uh, in Nebraska. So uh, if you, if you want to bet, um, 1-800-BETS-OFF. <laughs> They're also <laughs> part of our show as well. I just can't. So, but but Kenny White's going to be here on that. But more so, he's going to be here on the NBA. You know, some of the angles to look at, some of the teams to watch. Because Trent, as we said, we'll watch the Timberwolves mm-hmm. and whoever they're playing, obviously. Yeah. But that's about the extent of it. Sometimes I'll catch a late national game on TNT or ESPN, mm-hmm. but that's about it. College basketball just it rules. It takes such a huge chunk and. Uh-huh. We know the demographics here. You know, we were, as we talked about a month ago when we were out in Vegas, and we were talking with Mike Paul, and we had an afternoon hanging out with Mike. And one of the well, things you were, you were drinking, like well, a young you know, fish. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I had to fill up yours because you wouldn't drink your beer, so I had to help you out. And as we're talking, though, one of the things that he relayed to us is he tried to explain to him. He's from Iowa. He's a Dubuque guy. He, mm-hmm. he said that the NBA really doesn't matter in the state. It doesn't. Not till now. And they're like, well, yeah, but it's still professional sports. Mm-hmm. And it was what that. Wednesday or Thursday, they're handled between hockey, NBA, and college basketball. Mm-hmm. It was 93% of the bets yeah. were made in college basketball. And the 4% will surprise you. Was NHL. Was NHL. And the remaining like 2% yep. was on the NBA. Was on the NBA. College basketball, as we know, it rules in this state. Yep. College sports rule in this state. But this is the time now. We'll start dabbling mm-hmm. back into the NBA I don't feel good about the T-Wolves. Maybe it's my Minnesota sports phantom coming in tonight. To, just in this series, you mean, or getting through? Just tonight. Yeah. The, the Clippers are getting healthy. Mm-hmm. They play pretty well But there's well no Kawhi the Leonard, right? Not yet. They said maybe for if they get to the playoffs, right. they get to a seven-game series that he could play 
you know, but they won't have him tonight, which no. is, which is a plus. Paul George will be there. Really? Yeah, so will so Carl Anthony Towns and Edwards and Beverly. It's a good team. It this, is. This T-Wolves team is a, is a fun team to watch. And All there's right. going to be a lot of people maybe seeing them for the first time tonight. Edwards is He's unlike any player that I've ever seen. Trent, when he was the first overall pick, remember, it was, oh, this is a bad draft class. Just, just the Timberwolves luck, right? Mm-hmm. To have the first overall pick of all the years to have it. Right. Kid's a superstar. A superstar on the court and off the court. No doubt. And I just hope for the T-Wolves fans, Travis Hines, mm-hmm. is there another? Well, my son lives no longer lives here. <laughs> um, there's a few of us. There's a few, right? But... This kid is a. I hope. He, I hope they have. I hope they can keep him. Yeah. I hope they can keep him because this is a young team with a lot of guys under uh, um, team control at least for the next couple of years. One more NBA note as we flaunt our NBA. Oh, here we here go. This morning, I hope I'm not talking out of school. So the because he never said don't say anything. <laughs> um, I'm excited where you're going here. Well, it's, it's not that it's, I don't have a scoop or anything. Well, maybe I kind of do. Not now. It's not. Um, so I'm sure you've seen the Lakers opening, right? And mm-hmm. you've seen who's been floated around as one of the guys that the Lakers are going to go hard after. Juwan Howard. Or, keep going. Who else was in there? Nick Nurse. Oh. Nick Nurse is, Nick Nurse is high up on the list. And Doc Rivers. Uh, yeah, I saw Doc. So I didn't may, see the Nick Nurse yes, one, though. Nick, okay. So Nick Nurse is out there. So this is what... So Nick Nurse was... I called three days of races last year at Prairie Meadows. Mm-hmm. One of those days just happened to be Nick Nurse was in town, and they had an event oh, at great. Prairie Meadows. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yep, right. So, um, and, and Chuck Reed, our buddy Chuck Reed, was there, and Chuck and Nick Nurse came up to the announcers' booth and spent I don't know a half hour, twenty minutes in there with me, and of course, you know, being the Canadian I am, I'm talking to Nick as much about Canada mm-hmm. as I am about his basketball team. And he said this to me. He said that he and his wife want to settle down in Toronto and spend the rest of their lives there. If he gets one more contract, they are going to buy a house. Because he's the head coach of Canadian Olympic team, too. Yes, right. Uh, Canada basketball, it's Nick Nurse. So he told me, and I don't think that this is a you know jaw dropper by any means, mm-hmm. but this was his plan. And he shared it with me that he wants to... Plant roots in Canada. Mm-hmm. Live the rest of his life in Toronto because Toronto's a beautiful city. It's a re- now it's not as warm as LA. A very cosmopolitan. It, city. Without a doubt, without a doubt, um, not a lot, of, not as many palm trees. In fact, there's none. Um, <laughs> and if that's your thing, you're not going to find them there. But so the LA thing. When I first heard that, I thought, you know, I wonder if this is Nick putting it out because, you know, he didn't pull any punches. If he gets one more contract with Toronto. They're, they're staying. He is under contract with Toronto for the next two years. Mm-hmm. Wants one more. I don't know how NBA coaching, it doesn't feel like outside of when a guy initially is hired or a lot of times brought from college to the NBA. Do you see a whole lot of five, seven, ten-year deals for coaches? I can't remember it uh, at the NBA. Yeah, you know what? I don't pay close enough attention to it. It doesn't seem that way, at, the, at least on the surface. And again, mm-hmm. us in talking NBA here, we're right. trying to figure it out as we go, but I don't remember that. So, do they rip it up and give him a five-year deal? Maybe is, is that enough, or extend on the end of it? We, right. mean, we see extensions all the time. Tack on three more years, yeah, and, and you're good to thing. go, right. and and then construction begins. 
That's what he said. He's he's going to plant roots. Wait till June? Is that when he can finally break ground up in Toronto? (laughs) Well, if it was Winnipeg, that'd be for sure, right? July, maybe. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Uh, 1025, we're going to switch gears, cross our fingers, and hope that this weather situation that, according to my iPhone, it doesn't sound good. But here's the good news. There's going to be a whole lot of nice nights in our beautiful city of Des Moines and the surrounding area uh, throughout the baseball season. And there'll be lots of fun nights down at Principal Park. Anxious to talk to Randy about some of the changes uh, that uh, we may see upgrades. Not sure what there are. The roster looks fun. Looks warm tonight if the rain stays away. Does it? What's it supposed to be? 75. Tonight? Yes. Come on. 6 o'clock, 75 degrees. Really? And rain. Why That's... did I think the temperature was going to plummet? Tomorrow they will. Okay. That's where you're looking Wednesday, a high of 48. Mm-hmm. But for tonight, mm-hmm. if those rains can stay away... Fingers crossed they do. Randy Wayho for next. Matt Snyder, Trent, and I will go around Major League Baseball. Did you watch your Twins last night? Is that I you- did. In fact, I was a little bit intrigued because Duffy got the first save opportunity over the weekend, mm-hmm. blew it, <laughs> as uh, Buxton was, again, unbelievable in the game was that Saturday. Gave up the lead. So who are they going to turn to if it was another save situation last night? Because Duffy came in. And Tyler Rogers, or Taylor Rogers is a padre. Now, he's already got two saves. He does. So what direction were they going to turn? So in the ninth inning last night, Duffy came in the seventh. They went with Duran, who is this young fireballer that throws 100-plus. I I saw him one day this weekend. He is closer in waiting. Mm -hmm. But this is a guy that hasn't pitched in the major leagues. He was a starter in the minor leagues and now is becoming a reliever at this point in his career. He is awesome. He is going to be that guy eventually. But I just wondered last night when I saw Duffy trot out there. Mm. Now, he got the ninth inning. Duran did mm-hmm. last night. So you anticipate that's the yep. way it would have played but out. a non-safe but situation up for zip. If you're a fantasy player, take a shot there. I think ultimately he's going to have the most saves in this bullpen. He is an incredible talent. And speaking of young pitching, we talked about that with the Cubs. This is what Falvey and Levine have been building for. They've really? been much like they did in both Texas and Cleveland, their former stops, as they built up a young pitching staff with fireballers. That's what they've been working on the last five years, and they're starting to trickle through. We saw Bailey Ober. Of course, we saw Ryan, who they got in a trade, but a lot of that young pitching talent starting to come up, and many people speculate that's why they didn't spend on the big free agent pitcher. They went scrap heap and worked <laughs> last night with Dylan Bundy. He was good. They've gone with a couple of those other guys, but the reason for it as they're really excited about this young talent coming up in the pitching staff. Well, tonight, Chris Archer for the Twins. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, the guy they got in the uh, Rodgers deal, Paddock, goes against Clayton Kershaw. Dodgers are in town for the next two nights. Dodgers are struggling out of the gate. Good. Yeah, but then it, may, it may be. Will they get well when they get to the Twin Cities? They get Archer tonight. I want to see how he pitches. Mm-hmm. We'll take a timeout. Randy Wayho from the Iowa Cubs. He's coming up next. We will uh, talk with him about what we can expect to see this year at Principal Park. If any changes, I uh, look forward to catching up with Randy Wayhofer on the other side. As we take you until noon, it's Miller and Condon underway on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Locations for details today. And welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Take you until noon. As we said, opening day down at Principal Park here today. 
The Iowa Cubs, their new ownership, they will cut the ribbon on the 2022 season. And our buddy Randy Wehofer from the Iowa Cubs joins us. Is give us kind of a uh, the four one one what we can expect to see, what changes, if any, have been made. Uh, and Randy joins us. Randy, good to talk to you again. Must be baseball season. Trent and Ken, how are you? <laughs> the way my phone went off yesterday, I, I got more popular all of a sudden. There must be something <laughs> big going on this week. Indeed there is. It's opening day. It's a downtown in the city that we call home. Uh, and obviously uh, a lot of radar being wa- weather radar being watched, I'm assuming. Uh, is that still under Sam's purview? He was uh, always pretty good at that. Um, who's the Who's the new radar guy? Well, so yeah, that that's nobody but Sam and and Chris Schlosser, our head groundskeeper. The those two are the the primary. I, I watch over their shoulder and try to learn a few things yeah. uh, just in case. But uh, yeah, Sam's really good at knowing exactly what's going to happen in this uh, uh, one mile radius around around Principal Park, and, and and he's really good at it. So he he keeps a close eye most of all. With it being opening day, uh, Randy, and, and obviously we, we everybody wants to get the game in, but do you make a decision, a weather decision, earlier than you normally would be, be, because it is opening day or it's just another game? No, I, I, I think you have to try. Uh, you try every day to um, do everything you can to get the game in. You don't want to train people to think that if it's cloudy at 8 a.m., you're right. canceling every game at 6.30 and uh, you know, but sometimes it's more obvious than others. Um, you know, in addition to just precipitation, you're looking at temperature um, uh, this time of year. Uh, you know, if it's if it's a high of 30 uh, at two o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon, uh, it's not going to get better um, as the night goes on. You know, we, today isn't the prettiest day, but it's not the worst we've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a few years ago we canceled opening day two days before because of snow, uh, and then just played a doubleheader the next day. Uh, because it was just so obvious that it was not possible um, to to get the game in, you know. But as you look at uh, the volatility of springtime storms, if you make a decision too early, you can be home on your deck calling a game because of rain, watching the sunset. So uh, you got to be careful that you don't um, get too anxious one way or the other. So you got the six thirty eight first pitch here and that happens for the first couple of months of the season is that just basically a bringing the kids to the ballpark they still got school and and then you guys move towards the seven o'clock later or you guys continued is it all year long now you're doing the 6 30 6 38 first pitches uh monday through thursday uh or tuesday through thursday i, I should say since we don't play on mondays anymore with mm-hmm. our six game schedule uh, if it's in the evening at six thirty eight during the week uh, it helps with our staffing in addition to the things that you talked about, making it more convenient to get down to the ballpark for dinner and be home at a, at a reasonable time. And we'll stick with that in the summer. Fridays will always be 708 uh, for uh, fireworks uh, throughout the year, starting this week and, and on. Uh, Saturdays is where we made the change this year uh, and went. Uh, this week it's going to be 308. Uh, we tried to get some sunshine and, and get some deg- some degrees for this first week and, and play during the day and, and see how that goes. And then the rest of the Saturdays will be uh, 608 starts. Uh, so uh, the, that'll be a, a change this year to, to move that a little bit earlier in the day overall. Uh, helps us with the turnaround of the day games on Sunday. Uh, and then we've concentrated on really kind of upping our game promotionally on Saturdays during the year with some family stuff with Caitlin Clark coming in, uh, Marvel <laughs> Night with Thor and Spider-Man, 
uh, a pop-it giveaway, and then uh, Clark the Cub coming in August. So we've uh, we've kind of restructured our Saturdays quite a bit. Uh, and the schedule, we're used to Labor Day weekend being the final weekend uh, for, for years. The final weekend of, uh, of AAA baseball was, or minor league baseball was Labor Day weekend. No longer the case right till the end of September, right? Yeah, so that's a product of a couple of things. Uh, you know, last year they changed the rule not related to COVID. Uh, the competition committee that typically September 1st, Major League rosters could expand to the full complement of everybody on the 40-man roster. Uh, there were teams that were frustrated that they were playing uh, some of their opponents in the pennant race were playing the back end of the 40-man roster while they were playing the front end of another contender. So they changed that rule, and you can only call up two guys on September 1st to expand the roster. Uh, but all of the clubs saw the value in having more resources available for injury and other reasons down the stretch of the pennant chase. So without bringing everybody to the big leagues, they wanted uh, – players in reserve to be playing longer and in game shape. It was a nice story a couple of years ago when Nico Horner got called off his couch to make his major league debut and a couple of guys got hurt in the middle of that that pennant chase. Um, But it's really not a very effective way to compete uh, for the player uh, or for the team. Uh, So this is a product of that most of all, to try to keep AAA baseball running as close to even with major league baseball as possible uh, for the opportunity to be flexible with that roster and the pennant chase for uh, injuries uh, or uh, just needing some arms uh, in case of blowout games or extra innings or, or what have you. So we're the beneficiary of some extra games because of it. Normalcy feels like it's returning most everywhere. Of course, 2021 still much different for you guys with the Iowa Cubs. What about this year? Anything in place, anything that people should know as they head out to the ballpark? Uh from a COVID standpoint, we don't have any mask policies. We don't have any pod seating. Uh, all of our group activities are open. We don't have any restrictions for selling tickets and, and operating promotionally as, as we've had being an outdoor venue with the ability to have vaccinations and, and all that we've learned, um, you know, that, that's been deemed safe to do. And, and based on the way the winter sports uh, happen indoors, uh, you know, we're, we're moving forward with that. And certainly from a business standpoint, we're, we're excited about that. Um, you know, we uh, some of the things that did change in the past will remain. We're still a cashless ballpark. Mm. We're remaining with our digital ticketing uh, optimization. So season tickets are all handled online. Most of our ticket sales are done online. There are some group things and things that we'll still do a paper ticket for and, and walk up at the window if you decide at the last minute to, to come to the game or a spur-of-the-moment guest who's visiting Des Moines and, and sees the lights on and comes downtown and and isn't aware. So there's some exceptions, but we're still, uh, you know, looking to, to create those efficiencies in our operation and for the fans. And we saw at the concessions last year, uh, how much lo- faster the lines moved. Uh, there's no longer long lines at the ticket windows coming into the game. Um, you know, there, there's advantages uh, for both us, uh, but more importantly, a lot of advantages for the fans. Uh, once you get used to some of the, the new things and our corporate season ticket base loves the digital tickets, they can now share them so easily with employees and branch offices and, um, and, and spread them around. And, and it's great for getting more and more use out of those tickets uh, every year. Uh, 
which they like, and, and certainly we like too. I know it's always been policy. You don't build an ad campaign around a, a Chris Bryant or, or, or a, a player that's here that's obviously one day going to be called up uh, by the parent club. Uh, but having said that, uh, there are a couple of guys on the roster that in all likelihood are going to be here for most of the summer, but you never know. Uh, pitcher uh, Caleb Killian, as I, I'm butchering his name probably, but he's no, looks that's at, right. okay. He's got a phenomenal future, one would assume, based on how he performed. He just dominated the Arizona Fall League last year, and then got a little bit of a, a glimpse of Brennan Davis, and he will be in the majors at some point. So, how about those two, and any other names that uh, the Chicago Cub fans can look forward to seeing at some point uh, in the show, but are at this point making their way to it. Yeah, those two are certainly the headliners of kind of the, the up-and-coming group that hasn't gotten to Chicago yet. Uh, certainly we got to see Brendan a little bit at the very tail end of, of last year, and, and he had a, a nice spring, he had a big late home run to, to win a game, and was the Cubs minor league player of the year last year. And uh, a little bit of that Chris Bryant trajectory um, coming into this season, uh, the way Bryant did in, in 2015, uh, coming off uh, winning – you know, finishing the year with us and winning the minor league home run chase. Uh, the outfield picture in Chicago is a lot more crowded, bringing in Seiya Suzuki from Japan and Jason Hayward and Ian Happ uh, and at all still on, on contract and, and Brennan not yet on the 40-man roster. So uh, uh, he'll play tonight. It won't be a Chris Bryant situation where he gets called up the day of the home opener uh, <laughs> uh, like, like a couple of years ago. But so uh, we expect him in uniform tonight. Uh, he'll be part of our Jackie Robinson Day celebration on Friday uh, because the Cubs named their minor league player of the year award after Buck O'Neill last year. So he's the first recipient of the Buck O'Neill award from the Chicago Cubs. Uh, we'll acknowledge that as part of our Jackie Robinson celebration in addition to everybody else wearing 42 because Buck O'Neill is certainly uh, not the player that Jackie was in terms of being a pioneer for uh, integrating the game of baseball, but uh, played his own really important role uh, in in doing that in, in our game's history. So there's a nice parallel there. And we'll have a Brandon Davis jersey t-shirt giveaway uh, later on in the season as well. And So you're right. We don't try to overemphasize that because we don't control how long they're with us. But uh, I think we, we've learned over time to, to appreciate those windows of opportunity that we have, all those those players are here. And then you're going to see some other familiar faces with Trent Giambroni and Robel Garcia and Dixon Machado's back that brought back some of the guys from the 2019 division winning team. So we've got a nice blend on this roster of some experienced players that could help the big league club in shorter stints and then what they're building uh, for what they're calling the next great Chicago Cup team that they're trying to build. When you get to Principal Park, uh, always jealous as I was going to games before kids and seeing <laughs> fathers out there with their kids running the bases or playing catch. What do you guys have set up for 2022? Two great events happening every year at Principal Park. Catch on the field returns this year on Saturdays. Uh, we'll be able to access the field for that. Uh, so uh, gates are going to be open just an hour before the game instead of 90 minutes. Uh, so when a 6.08 first pitch on Saturday, we'll open the gates at 5. Uh, so when you want to play catch, be here right as those gates open. Get you right onto the field till about 5.15, 5.20 uh, each day uh, for that. Kids run the bases after the games uh, on Sunday uh, is still part of uh, – uh, the promotional lineup. Uh, I mentioned some of the other uh, Saturday promotions that we've got going on during the year. We've got a new Tuesday promotion, two tickets, two pizza slices, two beers, or two pops for $32 every Tuesday. Uh, we've got some new loaded ticket options with our ticket system where we can do some bundling 
where your ticket will scan not only to get you into the game, but also preloads of concession uh, dollars with some specials that we'll be able to do throughout the year. So that's another way that technology is helping us improve the, the game experience and make things uh, move a, a little bit smoother. Um, and we're introducing a new concession stand this year that will feature hand-dipped corn dogs and cheese curds and some state fair-type um, uh, offerings uh, at the ballpark uh, that are being operated by the Stu's Barbecue folks. So you know that's going to be really good stuff and uh, great things to blend into the ballpark experience, too. The days of going to a ball game and having a hot dog or peanuts, and that was about it, other than beer and a pop, uh, certainly have changed. Those are still here. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I know Sam uh, has been quoted uh, about about this question. I think it was in one of Birchie's previews, and he did a great job at the register uh, setting up the season. The new ownership question, you know, what, uh, what, uh, what if anything, will fans notice that's different now that Michael Gartner uh, has, has sold the team? Uh, what will they notice that is different? And what do you guys notice, um, you know, the, uh, the folks behind the scenes uh, with the new ownership? How's it gone so far? It's gone fine. I mean, certainly any transition uh, has uh, new things to learn. Uh, and really, it's been new things to learn for the new owners uh, more than us. You know, they've really focused in buying a group of teams and, and not just us on trying to find what are the common points between our operation in Oklahoma City and San Jose and Hudson Valley uh, at the lower levels that are all part of our, our new ownership group uh, because they're you know, while we all run minor league baseball operations, there's a lot of nuance uh, to what works in individual markets and how businesses have been set up. So from a fan, you know, there's been some things, a lot of calls that Sam and I have been on, uh, you know, just kind of explaining what we do and why we do it. Uh, you know, and it takes 25 minutes instead of 25 seconds when Michael was there to talk about what we were doing and, and why we were doing it. And, and that's all fine. And part of the process from a fan-facing standpoint, uh, you shouldn't show notice much being different. Uh, the policies in place and the promotional calendar that was built, you know, I'll be outside gate A and around the field before the game. Sam will be around gate B and we'll be around the ballpark. Um, you know, so if uh, you have a suggestion, you just have to find one of the two of us instead of Michael. But we'll be still uh, just as accessible. Um, all the rest of the staff is in place. Uh, we've had a couple of changes, but those were because people – uh, moved on to other things other than baseball as their lives changed uh, away from their work. Uh, you know, so it's business as usual for us. And the new ownership group from the very beginning uh, said that we want you to be hyper-local, that that's how minor league baseball mm-hmm. works at, at its finest. You have to be connected to your, your, your fans and your sponsors uh, and your community. Uh, and there's no one right way to do that around the country. Uh, so the fact that they understand that, that's our starting point, gives me a lot of confidence that uh, – uh, you know, we aren't the same organization that we were 10 years ago, uh, and things changed over over Michael's tenure uh, as being the primary owner of the team. And we won't be the same organization 10 years from now uh, as we are now because uh, uh, that's what good organizations do is grow and, and adapt. And, and I look forward to being part of that process. Gartner going to be in his seats watching the season? I, I imagine so. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's got him and, and looking forward. He, he has said hello a couple of times and, and uh, you know, did some traveling and things in the spring. But, uh, you know, he bought the team because he loved baseball. Yep. Uh, and just because he sold the team doesn't mean he stopped loving baseball. <laughs> so he'll be here, and uh, his scorecard will be more complete this year probably is uh, uh, the biggest thing for him. Randy Wayhofer from the Iowa Cubs. Randy, good to catch up with you. Look forward to doing this throughout the summer months. And uh, best of luck uh, to you, everybody down there. Tell Sam hello for uh, Trent and I. We'll see you at the ballpark. Thank you, Randy Wayhofer. 
Thanks. My pleasure. Good to talk to you. Randy Wago for opening day uh, for the Iowa Cubs. 638 first pitcher tonight. Fireworks are in place on Friday. That's a, I'm glad you asked that question about playing catch with dad or mom mm-hmm. uh, prior to the game and then running, running the, bases. the bases on Sundays. So cool. Staple. Absolutely. Uh, and they don't play Mondays anymore. Minor yeah. League Baseball, it's an off day. Do you, do you remember, was it two years ago? Didn't MLB float? Play around with having a standalone game on Monday. Yes, one game only. Kind of the nation tunes into that one. Um, I don't think it's a great idea. Yeah, I'm not sure it is either. By the way, speaking of uh, baseball national broadcast, what's the guy's name that took Joe Buck's job? Is it Joe, Joe Davis? Davis. Yeah, he's with uh, Dodgers. Yeah. Do you know where he started? Schaumburg in Illinois. Oh, really? With the Flyers. I don't even know. Is that the Northern League? Maybe. <laughs> He's good. Is he? Well, he took over for Vin Scully. Yeah, those were some shoes, right? <laughs> Bigger than the shoes he's replacing with Buck. Yeah, true. That's true. I mean, that's true. And Joe Buck's a pretty big presence, but Vin Scully's baseball. we got to get a break. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. That's off. Welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's get to our buddy Mike Hammond, your vision, Iowa Vision Financial Services. More than just taxes, you new business owners out there that don't want to look after all of the uh, all the bookkeeping type of thing. Uh, Mike and Jerry Hammond, they do that for you. Retirement, if you're getting up there in age or you want to get a head start. Gosh knows, <laughs> I wish I would have. Uh, hey, good morning, Ken. Uh, How you doing, I'm doing good, Mike. How are you? I know. It's good, just good. Uh, I just got a chuckle. Uh, it was on your website, and uh, the Google says closing at five today. <laughs> wouldn't you like that to be the case? Yeah, that's not the case at all. But that's all right. We we love this time of year. It's it's our playoffs. You might even call yeah, it. That's true. So, Feels that way. Well, Mike, uh, I, we were talking a little bit earlier today, having you on, and extension for both of us. We our taxes are a little bit different for yep. people that look at the date, see April fifteenth coming, getting a little nervous. And they want to file an extension. How quickly can you make that process happen at Visual Financial it's ex- Services? It's, ex- it's extremely, extremely simple. We simply just gather up some basic information. We file extension. And extension just simply says we, we need more time, and it pushes us to mid-October. Right. I mean, there is a uh, an interest charge, right, an interest penalty for yeah, doing that? But that's a, great, that's a great question. So the extension is really an extension to file. But it's not an extension to pay. So this morning we're spent a lot of time going through people's tax returns from last year and say, okay, who had a balance due? Who might want to make a payment with the extension? And that way at least they have something uh, something in the bank per se. So so it buys more time to file, but interest would start then on April 19th this year. That's where the interest happens. So what's yeah. the easiest way? Is it to give you guys a call at it's, the office or to stop in? Either one. Either above. Give us a call, 515 440 one one three three or address is gonna love this seventeen seventy six twenty second street west of Moyne. <laughs> yeah that's pretty simple seventeen seventy six indeed it is. Uh so um call in um Give, give Stop it, by. If, if, if you haven't filed yet and yeah. you think it maybe you know, obviously at this point you either filed or you you need an extension. But if if you haven't done neither 
Just give us a call. Like I said, 515-440-1133. Somebody said you heard us on the radio. You want to, we just need some basic information. We get you an extension filed. And then later on this, this summer, then we, we wrap the tax return up and finish it for you. Now, if, if there are people out there that do want to get them done by the, the, by the 15th or the 19th, are, are, are you, do you have appointments or are you booked up? Uh, well, at, this, at this point, we are, we are extending almost everybody. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so we're running a couple weeks behind. I think most preparers are. So at this point, and, and what I really don't want to do is I don't want to jam somebody's tax return done at midnight good point. on a Saturday night. That's that's just not a good idea. So at this point, if, if it was just somebody filing an extension, buys us more time. If you, if you think you might have a balance due, maybe you know you know add another whoever x amount of dollars to that extension. That way, at least something paid in. So if in fact it turns out to be at the end of when we finish your tax return, if you have a balance due, well, you already have something paid in, and so that offsets by the amount paid in, or maybe even a refund. You guys, so, not only the taxes, Mike, but do a whole lot more. I'll explain to listeners please. right now. We get through tax season; they already got their taxes. Left. Yeah, in our final minute here, what else you can do with Vision Financial Services? We do an awful lot of small businesses accounting, so therefore, anybody that's got books and payroll and and employees and all that good stuff, just what it takes to make a business roll. And so much of that is trying to do it on yourself, and just drives you crazy. Uh, truth of the matter was, we do it all, and we have a lot of small businesses up here. So that's what Jerry does. She's really, really good at that. Are you guys riding rag bright or staying retired? We we are riding rag bright. Last year was last two years have been weird as far as the tax filing season. We're back down on mid April deadline, so we have some hope of getting our training miles in. But we're <laughs> we're rag brying again. We'll see you soon. Your vision, uh, Vision Financial Services. Uh, that your, your vision dot com. Yeah, yourvisioniowa.com is our website, yourvisioniowa.com, all spelled out. Phone number 515-440-1133. I appreciate you guys very, very much. And I noticed both your names showed up on our extension list this morning. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. Mike, we'll see you. Thanks for doing this. Take care. Mike Hammond, Vision Financial Services, yourvisioniowa.com.